had your name on it. What was that? It didn't have my name what on it. What was it? You're wrong. What was that? Hey, what was that? Hey, what was that? Hey, what was that? Hey. What was that? Pen pal. What was that? Huh? What was that? It was just a thing. Yeah, but well, what was it? I don't know. I don't know why you're so embarrassed to tell me. And it's gone. Why are you so Fanfic fascination than you are about that. I I've was, never once read a fanfic about Hiccup and Astrid oh, or yeah. any other. But the character. one time you you looked, you brought up your phone and it was fan art of those two. Yeah. That's more embarrassing than whatever that was. Well, you just <laughs> tried to hide. I don't know what you're talking about. It's podcast time. I'm not gonna forget. I'm your pal Egg. Yeah. Who are you, stranger? I'm irritated with you. Oh no. <laughs> but what's your name? Jess. <laughs> That's not my name. It's GG. Oops. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry I threw you off your game. That's well, your nickname is. is a nickname you have in real life. Mine is just one for this podcast. No one calls me that. No, one person calls you that. Who? Uh, oh, yeah, but I don't talk to him that much. He doesn't yeah. call me. They call me Jeeves. Jeeves. So, what was that thing? Right. Let's get back to that. It was just a thing I was thinking of running up. Hey, okay, what was I it? Just ran my thoughts. What was it? On a TV show. On Ruby. Yeah. What were your thoughts? Uh, it's just talking about how Volume Five wasn't great, but people need to calm the fuck down. So what? what what's the big? Why were you afraid to share deal. that? It wasn't a big deal. You were acting like you're making it a big. You deal. You were like, oh, I can't. You made it all secretive. You were secretive. No, I'm not. Yeah. I'm an open book. You got open legs. That's for sure. Those are open too. Yeah, they're more open, actually. I have to use them as a desk to support the computer. Mm. Alright. How are you doing today? Great. Yeah? Yeah. Alright, that's good. We're back. Um, I do have, we made a terrible mistake. I made a mistake on this podcast um, two episodes ago. What? Uh, it might, I don't want to scare you, but it might end this podcast as we know it today. Uh, I said that IHOP was changing its name to the International House of Breakfast. It's not. It's the International House of Burgers. I just want to take this time to apologize. Oh no. He's gone. No. He's still here. He just opened and closed the door. But I just want to take this time to apologize to our fans. I know they come to us for all our restaurant knowledge. Well, okay. you also messed up in saying that it was a permanent thing. It's just for promotion purposes. It's not permanent? No. Why bother, then? Why they? Why would they even do it? Are we not going to have burgers for the whole time now? I don't know. What is IHOP doing? I don't know. They need to figure their stuff I out. I think the bigger travesty here is that we told them that we would write stories and we haven't presented those yet, and it doesn't look like they're going to get presented today. Why not? Because we, you, you didn't put it on the pl- agenda. You s- said nothing about it. That's true. I didn't put them on the agenda. Because you only said Elliot's story. Well, you know something, I guess. I mean, we can present them at the beginning of the month. Well, then we have to do it the next time. All right, then we'll do it the they next time. They have to time. hold it to us. We have to have hold some it. consistency to the Jeez. viewers. I'm so sorry, guys. It's not just you. I'm just saying. Yeah. At least they'll be so good when they come out. Yeah? So good. I have faith in you. And you, you're really going to have to be the rock for this one. Why? I think. No, not really. You're wearing a hat today. I am. 
Well, because I'm just in like a black shirt and I felt weird. And I have like five hats, so I might as well wear one once in a while. There you go. Like, you ever have an item of clothes where you're like, oh, that's really cool. I should, I should get it, but then you never wear it? No. Oh. Well, that's me with hats. I was like, that's a cool looking hat. I should get it. Like, I'm, it's sad because it's summertime in the Northern Hemisphere. And so I can't wear my drug rug. Yeah, yeah. Or my beanie. Those are your two big looks. I like those. During the other times. I'm going to get, I'm not, well, I retired that other drug rug. I'm going to get a new drug rug. Ooh. Nice. With that beanie. Why'd you retire the drug rug? I don't know. I've had it for several years. That's fair. Nice. Yeah. What what book did we decide? Hmm? Oh, I guess we didn't pick a book. Again. Yeah, we did. What book? Um, when Androids Dream of Electric Sheep. Oh, that's right. I forgot that we had picked that and not decided on it last minute. Oh. So, Androids Dream of Electric Sheep. Let's run over the plot synopsis. Well, it's written by Dick. Dick. <laughs> written by Dick Phillip? What? Dick Phillip? Philip K. Dick? Philip K. Dick. Yes! Eat it! No, like... They didn't believe in me. Oh, why is the radio on? Oh, no. Oh, God. I think it's fine. It wasn't yeah, that loud. sure. We're good. It's by Philip K. Dick, and it is the book that inspired Blade Runner. Yep, that's true. So, basically, what's going on is Earth is messed up in a major way. It's got, like, Pollution and stuff, World War Terminus? Yep. Nailing it today. I don't mean to toot my own horn, but beep beep, you know what I'm saying? World War Terminus has messed everything up. Uh, animals are dying. I you know, know a lot. I might actually think that you read this book. I did read this book. Right. I've read all the books we've talked about. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Geez. All right. All right. Man, this is. You're in a spicy mood today. Well, I am. I'm hungry. I have to work today. I had a long week last week, and, uh, yeah. yeah. It's okay. What are you feeling? Okay. Like, I meant food-wise. I don't know. But anyway, when Anyways. I didn't want to read When Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, because I thought it was stupid. Right. I didn't like the concept, but it was actually pretty good. Right. So basically, there's this police officer kind of thing, and his job is to find... Uh, escaped androids who look exactly like people. The only way that you can tell some if they're not person is if they fail an empathy test. Yep. Uh, and then a bunch of androids escape from Mars, where like the new colonies are, and come to Earth, and he hunts them down. And then there's the one guy that is like a special. What are yeah, they a special. Yeah. Which We're, basically means he's mentally handicapped. Right. And he lives in an apartment building in a rundown city. And he meets an android girl, and like it's all about her. And mm-hmm. The two plots converge. Yeah. It's really. Cool. It was written in the '60s, I believe. Yeah. Or the '50s. I want to say yes. Told I you. want to believe it's true. And I don't know. I think it holds up. Yeah, for sure. It's it's a quick read. It's really interesting. It's like a detective it's like uh, a, sci-fi. It's a noir film. book. Yeah. But with science fiction elements. Yeah. Now, we read the book and then watched the movie. At least I did. I don't yeah. know if that's how it went for you. Well, I was in that class. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you had watched the movie before that class. 
it's a pretty popular movie. I feel like that's a fair question. That was the first time I saw Blade Runner. Yeah. Um, so, I'm more, I'm more partial to the book, actually. But I'm guessing if you watch Blade Runner first, then it's going to go the other way. And we're going to call it, I think I called it Wayne. It's actually do Android stream of electricity. Oh, yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, it's cool. I, I don't know. I didn't like Blade Runner. No? No. I didn't like what they did to the main character, because the main character in the book is married. Uh, he has sex with an android, and it's not great. It's not a good time for either of them. I mean, yeah. I didn't care for the movie. I thought the acting was poor. I didn't like... I don't like Harrison Ford, really, to begin with. Wow. I think he's overrated. Wow. I preferred the book. Um, the title is fun. It's better than Blade Runner. I feel like Blade Runner is a... I don't know why they're... Oh, because that's what he is, right? He's a Blade Runner? That's what they're called. Yeah. But... Do Android Stream of Electric Sheep? That's fine. And because they... All animals are extinct. Except for now you can get animatronic electric animals. Like the one guy is ostrich. Well... It's like... You're expected to take care of an animal. Because yeah. animals are dying out. But, like, if an animal dies and you can't afford a, we a real one, you get these fake ones so that people still think that you're doing your part. Yeah. Which sounds really cool. Like, if I was in this society, I'd, well, I would want a real animal, actually. But if you were lazy, you could just get this fake robot animal. Yeah. I don't know. I like it. It's got decent reviews. Yeah. Well, it's trippy in certain parts. Yeah. It's hard to follow a little bit at times. Yeah, that's fair. And then when he goes to that, like, whorehouse to kill that one android. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. That was a fun, a fun little thing. That was a good time. I'll read a little snippet. Ooh, read it's some snippets. Goodreads. It was January 2021. It's coming up. Oh, dang. And Rick Deckard had a license to kill. Somewhere among the hordes of humans out there lurked several rogue androids. Deckard decided to find them and then retire them. Oh. Trouble was, the androids all looked exactly like humans, and they didn't want to be found. Yeah, that would make sense. Yep. And... Dang. Sad to know that we only have three years left. Before that. Yeah. Probably... No, because that hadn't happened... So probably just coming up soon. Oh, man. Everybody marked on your candle... Ca and your calendar. And your calendar. World War Terminus. I think you might be an android. You just kind of had a moment. There. I need you to shut your mouth right now. Because Decker's coming for me. Um, it was published in 1968. That was correct. Nice. And the characters has Rick Decker, Roy Batty, Chris, Rachel Buster Friendly. Yeah. Nice. Leave a look. That sounds like a porn star name. Can we be honest? Probably. Luba Love? Luft. Luft. Luba Luft. Yeah. But it's a good book. Highly recommended. We should do a bad book on this episode. On, not on this episode, sorry. On this podcast once. Yeah? Talk about bad book. Like, really get into it. Like, uh, Great Expectations? Son of a man. <laughs> How dare you? Just... Great Expectations. I, Charles Dickens isn't for everyone. I've right? never read it, actually. It's a long... I, like... 
I would never recommend the book because it's so freaking long. Well, it takes so long to get through, but it's so good. I like it. I like long books, I mean, not good expectations because I haven't read it. Right. I hate the Scarlet Letter. We're talking about the Scarlet Letter. Yeah. But apparently, you shouldn't read that in high school. Yeah, apparently, it's in a, you have to be older to fully appreciate it. Yeah. Um, while we are, while it's in my mind, we should talk about the book exchange that we're doing. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Alright. It was, do you not <laughs> want to do it? Yeah. Are you, okay. What's the book you have for me? Uh, well, I forgot to bring it. <laughs> Listen, I brought every other thing that you asked me to bring. Straight from work. So I've done everything you want, except this one thing. Get off my pee-pee. Please. It's not on your pee-pee. It's hard to record when you're the situated on my pee-pee. Your pee-pee. You're right. But it's not even. So, uh, the book I have for you that you're going to read is called... Tales of the Dead Man Underground. I pull it up on my handy dandy little smartphone right here so I have all the information about it. It's basically about this group of uh, high school students who are in a support group, therapy group type thing for kids dealing with like depression or anxiety. Uh, the guy describes it as just weirdos. Uh, and just what they go through. The kid's mom doesn't work. He has to support his mom. And yeah, it's a really good book. It's a comedy, but it's also serious at times. And yeah, that's what I got for you. And you own this book? Yeah, I have it in my home right now. Well, technically, I took it from my school's library. It never returned it. Yeah. But we don't need any snitches telling anybody about that. Snitches get stitches. Yep. That's what they always said. So what's happening is he's going on vacation in July. For how long? It's by John Burns. Barnes. Uh, for 10 days. 10 days in July. Mm-hmm. We'll have to double a podcast to release during that time. Yeah, probably. We'll have to get a and you'll, Well... I could run away to a coffee shop on Wednesday, but Wednesday I'll be in Tennessee and my grandparents don't have Wi-Fi, and it's hard to get away from there sometimes. Well, if I knew how to do all the equipment, I could do the podcast myself with a guest star, a guest co-host. You could if you wanted. But I don't know how to do all that. I could, you would just have to hook this up and then hit record on, on this, oh. but no, I'm going to want to bring my laptop. You could record it on a phone. We'll figure it out. Yeah. So, anyway, he's going to go away, and he's going to read a book that I suggest to him, and while he's gone after the book that he suggests to me, he's probably going to read three to four books, maybe five. Yep. I can bring a whole list of the books I'm going to read, and then when I come back, we can do like a... I can rate them all and give a death match, just power through them, bam, bam, bam. Yeah. Thank you, ma'am. Or not. We're just spitballing. Anyway, so I gotta read Dead Man Underground. Yeah, Tales of the Madman Underground. Madman Underground. Um, I already gave him the book that he has to read. It's um, Jurassic Park. Yep. By Michael Crichton. Crichton? Is that how you say it? Crichton. Crichton? It could be Crichton. Crichton. I don't know. 
Anyway, I read that book when I was about, I don't know, 15, 16. And we went and saw Jurassic World. Yeah, you gave it to me Kingdom. the night we went to see yeah. the second Jurassic World. Which is an okay movie. Yeah, I thought, it was, I thought the last ending part was long. Huh. But it was good. I don't know. I'm not looking forward to the third one because I can just see where it's going. Yeah. Anyway. My mom read spoilers on it already. On the movie? Yeah. Is that where you get it from? Yeah. And, like, I came home and she was like, so, does anybody die? Does anybody die? I was like, no, blah, blah. And then she was like, oh, what about the dude's granddaughter? And I was like, wait a con-picking minute. She must, uh... You don't see the granddaughter in any of the commercials for this movie. Or you don't know that it's somebody's grand. Right. Then you read spoilers, didn't you? And she's like, yeah. Did you guys talk about the movie? Yeah, we talked about the movie. Fun. My mom's like, we're going to go see that movie Tuesday morning, $5 movies. Ooh. I said, all right. Now today, she's like, oh, my sinuses. So I probably won't see it again. She'll probably come up with a reason not to. Uh Well, that's all right. But anyway, so you get to read Jurassic Park. Mm -hmm. It came out in 1990. Written by Michael Crichton, as I said before. Crichton. Crichton. Oh, I like it. It's very scientific. It explains a lot of things. So, yeah. Yeah. It's fun to see the difference Um, between the book and the movie. It's a little longer of a book. About 407 pages. That's not too bad. Tales of the Madman is a little longer, too. Yeah. I look forward to it. Yeah! Yeah. Hey, Gigi. Do I want to play a game? Do you? I don't know. I was... Oh. I wasn't going to say that. Oh. Is that a yes or a no? Yes! All right. I always play your stupid games. Do you think they're stupid? No. Some of them. What ones do you think they're are stupid? They're not stupid. You're just ill-prepared half the time. That's fair. <laughs> All right. This one I call Title Mine. Because it's like Title Nine, like the law. It's Title Mine. Okay. I don't know. So in this game, we're going to give each other the titles for a book, and then the other person is going to give us the plot. We've, I've made up my titles. Oh. So, like, I would give you a title, okay. and then you would say, okay, this is this is the plot. This is how that's going to go down okay. for a book with this title. Or play, dash movie, dash whatever you Okay. Want. Do you want me to give you a title yeah. first? Okay. Uh, first title. Uh, I, I just want to keep it vague. It's called uh, Me, My Friends, and the Occult. Okay, well, that's about a guy named Smithers. Smithers, I love it. Smithers Jones. And he's 17. And he has two best friends. Um, a male named Rocco, who lives under the um, overpass. And he's in his 20s. He's homeless. Uh-huh. By choice. By choice. Because he has a job as a manager of a GameStop. And they don't pay well. Right. And then the female friend, um, her name is Maisie Warner, and she goes to high school with Smithers and their best friends, and she has a crush on Smithers. Uh, but Smithers has a crush on Rocco, the homeless oh. manager of GameStop. Wait, does he have like a nice homeless setup? Like yeah. hammocks under the yeah. road? Yeah. And um, anyway, one day they're just hanging out 
and they're walking downtown and they stumble onto a cult. Oh. Um, that is taking place um, behind a Chinese restaurant. And they end up getting in deeper than they thought. And they have to carry out a mission to save their own lives. Oh. But at the cost of what? That's oh. A nice. I like it. That was good. It's very rich, very deep. <laughs> so your first title is Screams from the Biblioteca. Screams from the Biblioteca. Alright. So, there is a... This guy, we'll call him Charles Madman. No, wait. Charles Macedonia. Uh, and he is traveling down to Mexico to stay with his aunts and uncle, who live down there because something... His parents have disappeared randomly one day. And he goes down there, and he's going to school, and everything's fine. And he finds himself drawn to this library, otherwise known as a biblioteca. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I said it like that, but yeah, he's drawn to the he's drawn to the local biblioteca. And uh, inside there, he starts hanging out there every night, and um, he he picks up this book, and it's titled. Um, titled El Baño Bueno. Okay, what's that? I think it means the good bathroom, but I'm not oh. great with Spanish. Oh. Um, no, it's not titled that. It's titled something else in Spanish that sounds slightly ominous. Uh, Los Muertos Nada. Okay. Which is what, like no death? Something. Oh. <laughs> Alright. And he opens it up and the pages are blank. And brittle. Uh, so he puts it, he decides for some reason to keep it in his backpack, and thinking he's going to show it to the librarian, but he forgets. So he takes it home with him. And then immediately some random stuff starts happening in his life. Uh, his, the brake lines in his car get cut, and he barely makes it out of that mess. And then he returns to the biblioteca the next day, and, well, he tries to return. Every time he tries to open the door, it's locked. Oh. He can't get in. Oh. And so he he tries to wait for other people to come, but nobody's coming to the biblioteca. No one's coming to the biblioteca. And then, like, very faintly, he presses his ear to the glass and he hears screams. Oh. And then it's. He has to figure out how to get this haunted book back to the biblioteca before it kills him and everyone he loves. Oh, good. Fun. Yeah. Nice. Alright, my title for you. The next one is titled My Deep Dark Hole. <laughs> oh! Okay, so this stars a girl <laughs> named Stormy Daniels. Oh! <laughs> Just kidding. Just that's a, a porn star. That's a political joke there. Yeah, that's a good one. We're famous um, for those. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. Her name is Misty Clover. Ooh. And, um,. She, as a college student, she's going to school to be a podiatrist, and out of nowhere, depression hits her. Aww. But when depression hits her, she her physical body leaves this world, and she goes into a literal deep, dark hole, Whoa. and it's like the equivalent of hell, mm. and she's got to fight her way out of it, 
by cheering herself up, which is not easy to do when you're in hell. Or depressed. Or depressed. And she has no support system except she falls in love with this demon in hell named Beals. Ooh, Beals? Yeah. Nice. And then she's trying to figure out, like, so she'll try to literally make herself depressed so she can go be by Beals. Aw. Because she... And she thought about killing herself, but if she kills herself, she just will end up in a void and not in the deep dark hole where Beals is. Right. It won't be the same deep dark hole. Right. So she's trying to figure out how to get Beals out of the deep dark hole into the real world so that she can, her happiness can be everlasting. Wow. And she does it. But Beals is Beelzebub, the devil. And she brings him to our world. Oh, and then it's Armageddon. Yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty good. Nothing's going to steal my idea. No, trademark. Trademark. Trademark! Trademark! Misty Clover. We could, if you wanted, write these all up and then just read them as if they were audiobooks. It's an ongoing series. We could do that. We're spitballing. We tried to write down short stories and those haven't even come out yet. So. I read mine done. Mine's done too. I just didn't print it out and bring it. Yeah. All right. Do you have a title for me? Yes, it's called Flowers Bloom in January. Flowers Bloom in January. Yep. Okay. So, there's this girl named Daisy. Ooh. Oh. All right. And she gets her breasts in January. Jesus Christ. Just no, all right. There's this girl named Daisy. And she's a bit shy. She doesn't like talking to people. She's very introverted. She's just chill with being by herself. And she's going through college. We're at college. And when winter break comes along, she decides to head home and, and keep it with her family. Yeah. But when she gets there, she runs into her childhood friend from even before high school. He moved away when they were like 13. And then through that, they strike up this this strange friendship because he's a, he owns a greenhouse uh, that specializes in like selling bouquets during the winter time because you can't get flowers anywhere else. And so she helps with him and then they start a romance. And yeah. The flowers bloom. Then the flowers bloom in January. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, very Hallmark. You got one more for me? Uh, yeah, I do. It's it's called The Path That Led Me. Ooh. This one's very... You want to see where you... The Path That Led Me. Yeah. So the book opens on this guy. He's like 65, 70 years old. Mm-hmm. His name is Harrison Mathers. And he sits alone in this giant mansion. It's covered in dust. It's gold-plated. Mm-hmm. And it's just fancy. But he's dying. And he's not surrounded by his loved ones. He's surrounded by gargoyles, stone gargoyles. And basically, he goes on to tell his story of what led him to that moment, his last moments, the path that led him there, and how he started out his life. And then by the time he was 15, he was this entrepreneur, and he invented um, a device that... um, could give you immortality, but at a cost, like, you know, 
you'll have to outlive everyone. Like, you'll outlive your loved ones. It's very expensive, and it's hard to make, so there's a limited number of them. And, um, yeah, it gives you immortality. And then it turns out at the end, like, how he loses everybody because he comes corrupt with power and money. And then at the end, he reveals he's not 65 or 70. He's, like, 380. And he's alone. And the gargoyles that surround his bed represent the family and friends he's lost over the years. And then he removes the device. He dies. Wow. That's pretty cool. That's a good one. Do you have one last one for me? Yes. We will call it... It Happened One Night at the Family Center Ice Arena. Alright, that's a long one. That's... It Happened One Night at the Family Center. It's like a Goosebumps title. Ice Arena. Alright. So, 12-year-old Maggie is lighting it up. (laughs) I love that name. 12-year-old Maggie is lighting it up on the ice rink, right? (laughs) She's going ham. She's going hard. Just skating? She's skating away, rocking it out, winning all the competitions. Uh, everyone's like, Maggie, wow, you're so good. Her, her parents are, are very proud of her, though very distant, running their, um, cream cheese factory. <laughs> Ooh, the creamery. The creamery. <laughs> the creamiest, cheesiest cream cheese you ever tasted. Um, and so one night, Maggie, 12-year-old Maggie, is out there just skating around on the ice rink, uh, by herself. And she hears this strange noise. She hears it's like a like a like a grunting. And she turns around and she catches her father in the embrace of the local ice cleaner, <laughs> Jenkins. Oh, oh, male on male, male on male. And this is this is back in the sixties. So that's not very encouraged at the time. Jenkins is black. No, Jenkins is not black. Is that interracial? No. That'd make it even more controversial. No. Mm, it would, but no, I'm going to stick with this wife. Just with the gays. Just with the gays. Um, love you, gays. And um, so, Maggie is going to these competitions, and she's not doing as well, and her mom is trying to get to the bottom of it, but her dad... And her dad is too, but he doesn't know that she saw him. So she has to decide, should I should I tell my mom what's going on and risk breaking up my family and ruining this this thing that we have because they're not dysfunctional or anything. They still get along. Dad just likes to have a taste of the other kind of cheese. <laughs> the white cheese. Ew. Ew! And I hate when you describe semen as white cheese. You've done it before, and it's the most disgusting thing. It's the nastiest type I'm of I'm not saying you were the gay sex. I'm saying you, see the, you call it white cheese. Right, no. We love gay sex. Can't get enough of it. That's not... He's making a... We're both asexual. Uh, what's the... Heteromantic. Heteromantic. Um, so, yeah. And in the end, she decides to tell her mom mom already knew. Oh. Her mom's always known. Oh. But she's okay with it. She's okay. Well, she's sad. Oh. She loves this man. But her mom's like, yeah, this is just, we thought this would be best for you and best for the business and we didn't want. The creamery. 
Yeah, and best for your father. Oh. And in the end, they decided to tell their father that everybody knows he's messing around with Jenkins. And, and yeah. At so, the family center, I Then he's lynched. <laughs> okay! <laughs> Jenkins die. Yeah. But then Matt, the next day, Maddie, Maggie goes out and she skates the best ice routine that ice center has ever seen. And like, she remembers her father and all the great memories that they've had. And then she wins and she gets a scholarship and she goes <laughs> on to be famous. You should publish that right now. I don't. Yeah. That's the story, kids. That's what happened that night at the ice center. Alright. Nice. I have... Alright. So we did pre... I, I overstocked a little bit on the itinerary, because last, last episode things went by so fast. I got an author spotlight too yet. Oh yeah, okay. Alright, let's do the author spotlight, and then we can either do Here's the Beef, or Funny Reviews. So, I chose the guy who wrote Jurassic Park, Michael Crichton, John Michael Crichton, Ooh. but his pet name is Michael Crichton. Right. He was born October 23rd, 1942, and he's American. He was born in Chicago, Illinois. Yep. And he um, majored in um, English and stuff at the Harvard College. Damn. Yeah. And he also went to medical school there as well, which has influenced many of his books. Um, the genre he writes the like action adventure but there's a lot of science fiction and techno thriller elements in there um, he was married five times dang the first you know married. what never gives up though no he first got married in 1965 and then they were married for five years and then 78 to 80 he was married to someone else and then 81 the you know <laughs> 83 it was someone else and then 87 to 2003 oh and then 2005 to 2008 so he has two children um a lot of his works like he wrote um some of the books of his that I've read his first one was The Andromeda Strain and then there's The Spear in Jurassic Park we all remember that Congo was a good one that I read The Lost World which is the sequel to Jurassic Park um Timeline Prey Next Great Train Robbery, movies like that. Nice. So, um, he also wrote, like, he helped write, um, he helped write the screenplays for a lot of his films. Like, in Drowned a String, he helped write. Um, what was it? What? Is it Drowned a String the name of the movie? Yeah. Oh, I've never heard of it before. And then he also wrote the film Westworld. Ooh. Which I think is now... It's a TV show by a TV HBO. TV show now. Yeah. Um, yeah, he wrote the screenplays for Jurassic Park and Twister. So that's pretty exciting. Um, he was the creator of the show ER. <laughs> really? Yeah, so that's pretty... Wow. Exciting. He goes all over the place, doesn't he? Yeah. Good for him. And then in 1994, actually, he was um, he achieved the only he's the only person to ever achieve having a number one movie, Jurassic Park, 
a number one TV show, ER, and the number one book, Disclosure, at the same time. Dang. Yeah. I know. Good job, Michael Crichton. Yeah. Well, he also is a little bit of an arrogant asshole. Oh. What do you do about that? Well, I mean, when you've you've got all all threes of the top ones, you know? I don't know. He, like... Oh, he was six foot nine as well. He was a tall MF. <laughs> um, he was a workaholic. So yeah, but he was ranked in 1992 as one of People Magazine's 50 most beautiful people. Wow. They need to stop inflating this guy's ego a little bit here. Yeah. A lot of his books, like he does a lot of research. There's a lot of science and explanation. That's good. I think you'll like that in Jurassic Park. And then in 2009, he was diagnosed with lymphoma. And then he died at the age of 66. Oh, dang. He wasn't old. No. He died 11 days after he turned 66. Aw. That's sad. We lost Um, one of our most beautiful people that day. Yeah. Well, according to the People magazine. And then in in 2017... Another book came out that they discovered of his called The Dragon Tooth, The Dragon Teeth, which is centered on fossils in the 1800s that they found of his work, which I'm, eh, I don't know when that happens. Like, eh, I don't know if I believe right. that. Like with Harper yeah. Lee, just before she died, oh, here's my second book. Here's Bull. my, it's set in the watchtower. Ghost, Ghost of a Watchman. Yeah. I'm not sure about that one either. I know. And like she was blind and deaf and senile. Her sister so she was contest it. her sister was the agent and yeah, yeah, I think that was a money grab. Well, for sure. And then she died shortly after, which is sad. Harper Lee's a good person. She's friends with that one gay she author. Yeah, helped research what natural killers is that the book you wrote? Now that you put me on, that's not what it was called. Is it in cold blood? No. It might be in cold blood. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. You put I, me on the spot. I put myself on on the spot with you. We're on you the do that a lot. Point. I don't mean to. Big hey, Brother boy. premieres in two days, by the way. Yes. Um. Let's go. In cold blood. Nailed it. I did. High five. I did nail you it. You did it. You're so good. <laughs> he also wrote breakfast at Tiffany's. He wrote breakfast at Tiffany's. Yes. Damn. Anyway. Like the really racist na- Asian dude? I don't know. The one with the yellow face. Sure. Alright. Um, Alright, do you want to do funny reviews where we review the reviewers? Or do you want to do uh, Here's the Beef? Let's do the reviews. Okay. So, to, reviewing is a big part of writing. And sometimes they need a taste of their own medicine. So here we are reviewing the reviews we found on Amazon.com. I'm going to tell you the name. I'm going to tell you what the item is. I'm going to read the review for you, okay? okay? okay. So this is a review for a banana slicer. Ooh. Uh, here's the quote. As shown in the picture, the slices are curved from left to right. All of my bananas are bent the other way. We got <laughs> one star by Jay Anderson. Because they were bent the other way. Because they were bent, all of his bananas were bent the other way. So it still sliced them to Well, bar. also, you could just turn the banana over. Right. And then it'd be the right way. Or maybe that picture that was taken was with an iPhone, so it would flip it anyway. Right. What a 
dumbass. <laughs> really? What, what was the person's name? Jay Anderson. Jay Anderson. I bet they are just a cocksucker. Ooh. Nothing wrong with sucking cock. <laughs> no. What's the, it's so hard to find a safe cuss word. No. We're wow, the banana slices the wrong way. Shut up, Jay Shut Anderson. Up, Jay. Turn your bananas around, jerk. Uh, Alright, this is a this is a shirt with three wolves howling at a moon. Can I just say something? Yeah, go ahead. What does it matter what way your frickin' sliced bananas are facing? Well, then you're not gonna get an even cut. Alright. I think he should have just flipped the banana around. I don't know how he couldn't figure that one out. Alright, here are three wolves howling at a moon shirt. The review goes like this. I had a two-wolf shirt for a while, and I didn't think life could get any better. Not better, better. I was wrong. Life got 50% better. No lie. It's by Seth G. Macy. I'm glad he likes his shirt. He loves it, apparently. It's got an extra wolf on there for him? Yeah. Because sometimes two wolves won't do. Rolling into work on a Monday. Late night, early morning. You need three wolves to help get you through that day. He did his math right. He did. Um, good for him. All right. Seth. All right. This is uh, this is just a review for milk. Has anyone tr- else tried pouring this stuff over dry cereal? Awesome. So that was by Jay Fitzsimmons, and Jay thinks he's on a whole nother level with this one. Well, he's a troll. Clearly, he is a troll. Okay. You don't think he's just... I think he's a troll. I think he knew... You don't think he's just pouring water over cereal, maybe? No. Or just eating dry? Alright. No. Troll! Alright, this was about a book called How to Avoid Huge Ships. Now, I don't know what... What perspective of avoiding we're talking about here. Like... Getting hit by one, getting on one, owning one, like what is this I I don't know what this book is about. Other maybe relationships? Maybe. The cover did have a picture of a very big ship on it. Alright. Here's a review. It was only after it arrived that I looked closely at the title and realized it said how to avoid huge ships. A simple error that means I'm still sitting on massive examples of disgusting excrement. And that was Graham Thomas. So clearly Graham made a terrible mistake here. Look closer, Graham. That's all I gotta say. So I thought the P was a T. Come on, Graham. Get over yourself. Listen, if you have IBS, you need to be taking care of yourself. That's what I've been telling you. Double check the books you're buying. IBS is a real thing. And I know it's Egg a real thing. Egg doesn't believe it. When I was hanging out with uh, with my chat, one of my childhood friends, uh, me and her boyfriend for the first time, and she was talking about how she has something that makes her poops real bad and her butt randomly hurt. And now she's like, oh, I have to avoid dairy and caffeine. And I was like, man. Sounds just like what you I'm have. I'm not. I cannot cut out dairy and caffeine. No, you don't have life. to, but you can get medications for your IBS. Well, it's not that bad. I have nasty poops once in a while. A lot more often than other have people. Have you ever had a poop where it feels like you're spitting from your butt? No. Well, 
You should, and you've had that often. Not often. More often than most people. Two nights ago was the first time in no, a long time. No, you've had diarrhea a lot more than most people get diarrhea. You, I think you seriously need to go to a doctor. Let us know. Should I go to a doctor? <laughs> because he probably I, has IBS or Crohn's or something. Nasty butt. Sometimes his butt randomly hurts. Like it burns randomly. Yeah. That's not normal. I thought it was hem- I was worried it was hemorrhoids for a while. It's not hemorrhoids. I don't it's know what IBS. does. Alright. I've been around you when your stomach makes these horrible noises. They're not horrible, alright? It's not frightening. It sounds like someone's strangling a cat. Well, that doesn't have to do with... So let us know if you think Eggs should go to a doctor. Yeah, this has been uh, another fabulous episode of The Pen Pals. Uh, you said that with disdain. <laughs> no, it was good. I had fun. Did you have fun? I did too. I feel like I... I put you on the spot with Truman Capote, but now with the games. I told you about the games. Yeah. And this has been your pals, pen pals. That's our outro music now. Pen pals. Hey, guys, I'm yes. Hey, bye, everyone.